It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Hannah Lowen's joining me this morning on Amy's Tables. She's the GM and Vice President of Operations for New Rift Distilling. And we are going to talk about the holidays in general and whiskey specifically. So, Hannah, you are doing a little bit of uh, infusing of yeah. your whiskey for the I have holidays. A favorite whiskey, a winterized Manhattan is what I like to call it. Also, I just made that up right now, the name. <laughs> but I made it a few years ago, and I love doing it. It is, and also, if whiskey nerds are listening to this, slash my coworkers, they're going to be mad at me for bastardizing fine 10-year-old bourbon. Until you serve them a drink. Until you make the drink. And all will be And forgiven. then they'll understand. So what you do is you take cocoa nibs. I'm sure you're familiar with a nib. They're and like, some oh. people might call them cacao nibs. Cacao They nibs. might. <laughs> yeah, it's and true. And it's just little broken bits of the cocoa Yeah, the cocoa pod. bean. Yeah. yeah, like before it's been turned into actual sweet chocolate. And you put maybe like a half a cup into a bottle of bourbon. Of course, we drink OKI, 10-year-old delicious bourbon. And you don't need to leave the nibs in there for very long, like one to three days. So let's say you have a standard bottle of yeah. bourbon. How much? Oh, how many? I think like a half a cup. Okay. And you're going to need to funnel it. Right. Or you're going to be spending a lot of time dropping like three in <laughs> at a little, time. One little, two little, yeah. three little. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't need to like shake it or anything. Just leave it in there. And basically some of that good chocolatey flavor seeps out over those three days, but it's not sweet. That's why you wouldn't want to put actual chocolate in. The cacao nibs just kind of imbue the good, rich flavor without the sweetness. And I actually do remember this from mm-hmm. last year, and it is astonishingly um, chocolatey mm-hmm. without that sweet angle, right. which is just amazing. Part. Yeah. So tell me what you're going to do with it, and then I want to talk about what I would like to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then you have this bottle of like chocolate bourbon, if you will. Mm-hmm. This is where people would be like, you're ruining bourbon. <laughs> um, I make Manhattans with it. And a Manhattan, you know, is normally bourbon or rye, sweet vermouth and bitters. Um, so I'll use chocolate bitters too. And I actually like to do this with rye sometimes as well, because then you get the balance of kind of the spice of the I rye see. and the, the chocolate flavor. But essentially you make a classic Manhattan, but you're using this very rich infused bourbon now. And it's just so fun. And you can batch it up, serve it in like a punch and mm. with some like cocoa powder on top. Oh, pretty. To make it really pretty. And yeah. if you're feeling crazy, you could like also put it in coffee. I don't know if that's what you were about to say. No. But if you don't use it all at your party, it's real good. And some coffee with some whipped cream. So when you make this chocolate Manhattan, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. are you still using the classic bitter in addition to the chocolate bitter or no? I don't. Okay. I think you could, and it would be good. Okay. I've been getting really into fine vermouths recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I took a trip to Spain in the spring, and everyone there drinks great vermouth. And all these little bars, they make their own. And I had no idea, and I work in the drinks industry. This is how boneheaded I was. The variety and breadth of great vermouth. So I feel like, because now I'm drinking great vermouth, the bitters, like the chocolate bitters, they're not as important because you have a really nice, right. you know, aromatic vermouth in there. Right, right. Well, I think for a chocolate lover now, I okay, so I would take this and I would say, mm-hmm. let's turn this into a holiday gift basket right. oh, and do go. the chocolate infused OKI, mm-hmm. a nice bottle of chocolate bitters, 
Maybe you're going to do some bars of good chocolates yeah, and gourmet absolutely. cocoa powder and, you know, sort of make a chocolate lover's drink. Mm-hmm. But no, bourbon mm-hmm. and food, bourbon and baked goods, bourbon and breakfast, bourbon and brunch all go so well. So yeah. I'm thinking about your chocolate bourbon. And I have a favorite recipe for banana bread with mm. cacao nibs in it or yeah. cocoa nibs. Yeah. I'm not going to be snobby. <laughs> and um, instead of using vanilla ex- extract, I would use a little splashy splash of your oh, chocolate infused bourbon to the banana bread. And then because it's the holidays, I might use a little bit more in some kind of a cream cheese glaze. Wouldn't that be good? I think that you should do that and you should bring it in <laughs> tomorrow morning. That sounds great. Doesn't and that we sound could do good? it with the coffee. Mm. Maybe that's what we should do. We're making brunch we are for our for, hard-working, for distillers. Our hard-working distillers who are going to work on a sunday in december maybe that's what we should make that would be good that would yeah, be good that sounds great so bourbon or rum goes in an eggnog mm-hmm. i don't know how i'd feel about chocolate in an eggnog so much but bourbon one of the things that i love to teach people it's mm-hmm. one of those superpowers that nobody realizes how easy it is yeah vanilla extract Good vanilla extract is made with bourbon or rum. Right. You know, but um, the Madagascar bourbon vanilla that everybody buys Mm -hmm. is made with good bourbon, good vanilla beans. So I'm thinking, you know, you could steep up your OKI with a couple of vanilla beans and add that to your eggnog. Oh, to the eggnog. You know, I have to tell you about eggnog. So I celebrated Hanukkah as a child and now, but... My wife celebrates both Christmas and Hanukkah, and so her family has an eggnog recipe. And as a kid, I would drink eggnog at my friends' houses, and I was like, this is delicious. And last year, we were going to make it, and I saw an eggnog recipe for the first time, and then I was like, oh, my God. Hannah, you don't want to know the calories. I didn't want to know. I mean, it was like, take 100 egg yolks. I know. I mean, not literally. But but do you know, literally, I believe an eight-ounce glass of eggnog has 1,200 calories, and we have just ruined the holidays for everyone listening. But it's so good. It's delicious. Take a walk first. You'll burn all 1,200 (laughs) calories. Run. You need to sprint. Yes, you do. (laughs) 10,000 meters of sprinting to burn off your one glass. No, but that good vanilla. I mean, I feel like the thing that I've learned in this industry is that and this is a thing that you've probably been talking about for a while. You know, good ingredients matter. They so do. make your own vanilla extract and use good bourbon and it yep. will taste great yep. or good rum. I think that that's the key. And maybe not only just a holiday resolution, but a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. is good ingredients do take less doctoring, Absolutely. less cooking, less fussing. And that's a good way to head from what you're drinking. That's how I feel about vermouth. Yeah. It's changed everything. So tell me some of the brands that you think are really fantastic right now. Um, So there's a Spanish vermouth called Cokie, spelled C-O-C-C-I. And I think that's like the bartender's um, Favorite. vermouth of choice. Like mm-hmm. if I'm out and I ask for a vermouth, that's what they'll serve you. You know, it's it's high end, but it's not super expensive. Like you could get a bottle of it for maybe like 20 bucks. Um, and it's great. Here's something else, listeners. Keep your vermouth in the fridge. Yes. Molly Wellman taught us that one over at New Riff. Yeah. And we're like, okay, yes. And nobody does. No. No. And it makes a huge, like, it goes bad mm-hmm. once it's open. Mm-hmm. Um, Cokie's really good. There's a Contrato vermouth, which is like That's an Italian what vermouth. we use, yeah. And I like the sweet ones, so the red ones. Yep. There's also Blanco's. Yep. Um, but they're so fun. And I've been drinking it just on ice with some bitters, Agnostura bitters, a squeeze of citrus and soda water. And it's like a low, lovely, yeah. yeah. It's a low alcohol, 
so you can drink them all night. A spritz, we might say. Although yeah. I don't know what the Spanish version of spritz is, but... Spritz. Spritz. That's like the Italian version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the vermouth industry should start to pay me as a spokesperson for them. There you go. I've become a broken record. But, you know, I think it's really true. I mean, when you discover something that really changes a cocktail, that really makes it an excellent drinking mm-hmm. experience... Also, the thing about that is that leads to responsible drinking because you're not just chugging to get the, you know, horrible mixture down. You're really enjoying the cocktail that you've put before you. Exactly. You know, we are at a distillery. We do have parties and drinks and cocktails. But, you know, a trend that I'm really interested in is the idea of mocktails. Mm -hmm. And mocktails are not going to just be for pregos and underagers anymore. They're really going to be thoughtfully paired with dining experiences. Absolutely. So you might have a glass of wine and a mocktail mm-hmm. with your dish. So I'm going to be curious to see where that all goes. I'm sure I'll start getting book pitches. On, oh, yeah. You know, I was at, mocktails. I was in Asheville maybe two years ago. We were at a great restaurant and they had an entire, you know, the cocktail menu had just as many mocktails. Yeah. And I, we went for brunch and I had some carrot, ginger, spritzy thingy. It tasted like a great cocktail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, effervescent and bubbly and bright and it paired perfectly with the very rich food we were eating it had like the citrus to cut it yep and it had no alcohol so one it was less expensive but i think that's going to be a a big a big thing i I do too i do too so make your cocktails good Mm -hmm. try this infused cocoa or cacao nib bourbon that would be outstanding turn it into a manhattan so what about punches i mean punches are really a big deal for Mm -hmm. the holidays do you have any punches you like to do so i actually am was just looking up a recipe recipe for a punch last night i am going to a dinner party this weekend that is themed beirut 1970 in in dress that is and so food. specific yeah but that was like in beirut before they had a civil war it was like the paris of the middle east fashion was huge it was very like liberal and progressive and so we wanted to do an ode and we all like lebanese food and so my friend was like i want to make i want to get some iraq or iraq i don't know how to say it it's like a brandy a middle eastern brandy i don't know it um it's not something I drink regularly and it's a clear brandy. It's unaged. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to make something. And I saw a recipe for a punch and I got so excited and I called them. I was like, what if I make a punch? And they said they had a beautiful like vintage glass, you know, cut glass punch bowl. I think it's so fun. It like reminds me of when I was a kid where you would make, I know punches, punches all the time. My parents used to have a holiday open house every year. And my mom had, I used to tell people as as a sort of an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. I swear my mom had 150 punch cups. Well, guess what? I inherited them. She did. Do you really? I have. Can I borrow some for Saturday? Yes. I need like 12 punch cups. I got it. I got 12 and more. Yeah, I love, I mean, it's the same thing with cocktails, the way they're presented beautifully. I think when you're serving large format and you're batching a cocktail, you know, a punch, obviously you don't want something that you have to shake on ice. You're not going to have like egg whites in your punches, but there's so many beautiful things in the way people lay out sliced citrus in them. And um, so I'm excited. Are you going to do an ice ring and all that good stuff? I should. Do you you have an ice ring tool? Well, Hannah, you know what you can use is a bunt pan for a fluted one. I don't. 
I do. Sorry. I'll lend you a bunch. That sounds great. Because it's got pomegranate. This is a pomegranate citrus mint. So you sprinkle seeds, the pomegranate Mm -hmm. seeds in your ice ring and any kind of little herbs and things. Very pretty. Um, So is there anything sparkling in this? This one has soda water. Okay. My understanding is that this liquor, the spirit Iraq, is pretty strong. Yeah. And so I don't think they double up. But yes, sparkles and punches too. I mean, well, if you can make your ice ring be something that adds to the flavor as it melts, right. as opposed to watering it down, that's a really yeah. good idea. But I am wondering if you wanted to do a new twist on that. What if you did some of the ice balls that we make with our cool little machine and you floated ice balls in I your punch? This. We're using this conversation as an opportunity to make me the superstar <laughs> of this dinner. <laughs> they just thought I was bringing a bottle. Little do they Little know. Little do they know. I'm going to have an ice ball punch extravaganza. There you go. And you know the place to go for punch bowls. It's not Macy's. It's not Crate and Barrel. It's Goodwill. Oh, yeah. It's places where people have, you know, yeah. tired of their grandmothers. Right. If you don't have one, you can use a trifle bowl, which is oh. a big clear yeah, bowl yeah, yeah. on a stand. That works well. That sounds great. Um, there's... The holidays just make me crazy for trying new stuff. Yep. I, like, will look all through Punch Magazine, which I love, and Bon Appetit, and... Any website, amytobin.com, et cetera. There you go. And just find all sorts of good stuff. Yep, yep. That's where that cocoa nib, cacao nib recipe came from. I saw it, you know, so many years ago and well, try just kept doing them it. in banana bread as opposed to I'm a chocolate try chip. In your banana bread. Absolutely. And then do a little glaze. I mean, this glaze is a mm-hmm. new idea. Now we're taking it into something yeah. more like dessert than right, a breakfast right. food, but um, that would be good. Well, Hannah, so people can come to New Rift. They can take free tours, right? Do you want to tell us a little Absolutely. bit about what's yeah. going so on? We are open. We're not open on Christmas Day, but basically every other Tuesday through Sunday, we're open. The gift shop is open. We have a selection of bourbons and gins and some other stuff. Lots of fun little gifts. So we have everything from wonderful books about whiskey and cocktails to beautiful copper barware. Um, we make some of our own shrubs. There's chocolates that Maverick makes with our OKI bourbon and they're truffles. They're not like a traditional bourbon ball. They're amazing. We have caramels made with our bourbon. We're going to have this vanilla extract soon. So it's a nice, I always tell people every year they should come down because you need a break from your family. And what's better than a free tour with a little bit of whiskey at the end? When you come back with alcohol in your breath, you can say, I just took a bourbon tour. Yeah, I was learning. Yeah. I mean, you really are. idea. Yeah. And the tour goes through, you know, we take you through the whole distillery. So you see everything from the grains where those come into the building all the way till it going into the barrel. You get a little taste of our products. And we actually, during the weekends, have the tasting bar open so you can try a Manhattan. And maybe we should throw a chocolate Manhattan, yeah, Hannah. Exactly. That would be good. We do all sorts of fun stuff down there. But it's a wonderful, kids can come, they can't taste. Right. <laughs> but it's, 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 a really, it's a really cool experience to see a lot of distilleries, especially in Kentucky, are so big. Yeah. The big boys, which make amazing bourbon. You go on a tour, you would need like seven hours to see their production process from beginning to end. Some of the smaller distilleries, the whole thing is in one room. It's great. It takes four minutes. And we're in that nice in-between size where it's big enough that it's kind of impressive. And, you know, the tanks hold 6,000 gallons of of mash. And you can see my party spot on the third floor. But we've built the whole, you know, the whole building was designed for people to come in and see it. It's glass. We always say the building is glass. Our intentions are clear. 
you can see everything that we're doing. Oh, that, that was beautiful, yes, Hannah. <laughs> well, you can find out more at newriftdistilling.com. Find out what we've got in the gift shop mm-hmm. at the Tasting Bar in our event center. Lots of good things going on. I'll put a link to Hannah's infused cacao nib infused bourbon on amytobin.com, amy-tobin.com. Yeah. And uh, Hannah, thank you thank so you much for, having for joining me. me. Such a delight. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, and cheers. Yeah. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tobin. Yeah. Q102.